Um, I will get started if you're ready. Get started. Let's do it. The 1940s golden age of radio. Whoa. Turn back that dial and stay for a while. The times are a changing. A podcast, a new sound. Taking it back to hear that. You hear that? We're on a new track, a new track. Hello and welcome to another episode of the second golden age of radio. I'm Richard Templeman, and today I have a special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Shannon Bass is my last name if you need it. First name is Shannon. Shannon Bass, huh? I enjoy um, improvising with Shannon and watching Shannon do improvisations in front of me. And that's kind of the basis of our relationship. That, that absolutely is. And that uh, enjoyment is mutual. Wonderful. <laughs> so I um, asked Shannon what genre she'd prefer to do an episode about. And correct me if I'm wrong, you said drama. I think I said like drama. Drama. <laughs> Which is wonderful because we picked a little ditty called Against the Storm. Dun, dun, dun. Exactly. So... I did a little research on the Wikipedia, and I would like to share some information with you. Yes, I would love to hear. So Against the Storm is a radio daytime drama, which had three separate runs over a 13-year period, which is a long time. That's a very long time. Mm-hmm. The initial run was on the NBC Red Network from October 16th, 1939 wow. to December 25th, 1942. Yeah, right? Yes. That's that was that's early, I feel like, yeah. Mhm. I think anything in the 30s is pretty early for shows to cover. Yeah. Um so then it was revived on the Mutual Broadcast Network from April 25th, I suppose 1942 to October 21st, 1949, then ABC from October 1st, 1951, to June 27th, 1952. Wow, it got around, it seems. Mm-hmm. It hopped networks. Yeah, just, you know, seeing the site, looking for <laughs> green pastures. Exactly. So, what did I learn? Oh, it was created and written by Sandra Michael, who sounds female, Get which is crazy. Sandra Michael? That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so proud of her, I assume. I am too. I hope she, like, was, like, happy, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me too. And I hope she knew, like, what a badass she was. Right. Yeah. Uh, the drama was the only daytime radio serial to ever win a Peabody Award, so... Recognition. Oh my gosh, she has a award? Mm-hmm. Peabody Award. Do we know what that award means? Mm, oh yeah, I can press the button and it will tell me. Ooh, magic. The George Foster Peabody Award, or just Peabody or Peabody's, uh, is named for the American businessman and philanthropist George Peabody in honor of the most powerful, enlightening, and invigorating stories in television, radio, and online media. Wow. Exactly. The tidbits that I learned about 
were the basic plot of the show. It pivoted around the activities of Professor Jason McKinley Allen, who starred in all the different runs of the show, his wife, daughters, and their friends. And they lived in Hawthorne, Connecticut, at Deep Pool Farm. And he taught classes at the fictional Harper University. Oh. Um, Alan uh, was outspoken pacifist, a war resistor, and, you know, taught about the dangers of fascism. Oh. Wonderful. Great. In one memorable episode, a shortwave broadcast from England enabled a real-life poet, Laurette Jean Mansfield to speak in Alan's fictional classroom. Wow. So it's kind of like what we're doing now in this modern age, but they did it way back then. That is, that's, I mean, I feel like this show like broke a lot of barriers. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling that too. Yeah. And now this is the last tidbit I'll share. Mm. The title of the show was taken from King Lear. Yes, I actually saw that as well. Yes, I thought that was neat. In watching Lear rage against the storm in a sun-drenched redwood, his rage against the storm and decline into madness are laced with lightning. Yeah, it's cool. That is very cool. Um, I suppose we can just pretend that we're going to take a break, but we won't really take a break. Okay. But let's, let's, let's take a break and put ourselves in the mindset of... Um, against the storm as if we're listening to the radio back in the day in the late 30s early 40s even early 50s on the arizona prairie pascal tyler says a silent prayer holds out his hand and waits for tragedy to let itself be dissuaded from happening in today's episode of against the storm today we bring you another chapter of against the storm written by sandra michael Presented by Procter & Gamble, the makers of Ivory Flake. What day is this? Eh? That's right, it's Monday, June 3rd. It may turn out to be a red-letter day in your life, because today you have an opportunity to enter Ivory Flake's exciting new Pontiac contest, and you may win one of these marvelous prizes. Now listen. This very week, Ivory Flakes is giving away 10 gorgeous brand new Pontiac special four-door sedans absolutely free for 1,000 gallons of stepped-up Texaco Fire Chief gasoline. As a former car winner puts it, believe me, it sure is nice when you can pull up to any Texaco station anywhere and tell the attendant to fill her up and only clip off a few coupons as payment for his services. Now listen, here's what you do. You put 25 words or less on the end of this sentence. Here it is. I like ivory flakes because... Now, maybe you've been using ivory flakes for washing all your baby's clothes, so you can tell about that. Or if you use this pure flake soap for your stockings, well, here's the kind of thought that can help you write your sentence. I like ivory flakes because it means real savings on my hosiery budget when I use ivory flakes for washing my stockings out every night. Now, that's certainly not hard, is it? Of course not. And remember, even if you've never used ivory flakes, one trial may give you a winning idea. Say, if you don't think it's a thrill to win a car, well, listen to what one of our former Ivory Flakes winners says. Her name is Mrs. Agnes McDavid, and she lives in Schenectady, New York. And she wrote us this. Winning this contest was one of the biggest thrills of my life. I didn't sleep for two nights. I was so excited. And I kept wondering if it could really be true that such good fortune had come to me. My two children were equally thrilled, but not quite as surprised as I when the good news came. 
They knew I had entered the contest, so the logical thing was for me to win. However, my husband lacked that confidence in my, uh, shall I say, ability. <laughs> Maybe you think I haven't had the laugh on him. And friends, you may surprise your family, too. So enter this contest today. Now, here's what you do again. Put 25 words or less on the end of this sentence. I like ivory flakes because... All right, we're back. And the episode we listened to, I have it here. Uh-oh, I have to scroll up. Is Against the Storm, the episode title, Pascal Tyler Rescues Lucretia. You sure not. Mm-hmm. It's a very accurate... Yeah, it's an accurate um, title. They, they really get get to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed was it was a short episode, like 15 to 20 minutes, maybe less. Um, it had like five minutes of a commercial. It's yeah, it was 15 minutes and five of it was uh, a commercial. And I truly could not understand what was going on in that commercial. It's like for Pontiac, but then also for like this hand washing things for women to wash their stockings every day. But also you could win a hundred dollars. Which, wow. Yeah, I wish I was winning $100, honestly. Yeah. We got some testimonial in it from a woman who had actually won it. Um, And she was so excited she couldn't sleep for two nights. Yeah. She's basically an insomniac now. Yeah. She, yeah, I mean, she really messed up her sleep system all for $100, but... I I hope she put it to good use, didn't spend it all in one place. Me too. Oh, so that was the biggest thing I noticed was if we were going to be entertained, we could only get like 10 minutes of content. That's a good point. But maybe that's what allowed the show to go for so long as they, you know, just kept it simple and just were like, we're going to entertain for a long period of time. Like we're in it for the long haul, you know, and not for like this one one situation right now. I mean, it entertained for what from thirty nine to fifty two. That's like thirteen years of of entertainment. So, you know, you gotta you gotta manage it somehow. And I think that might be. I mean, I've only listened to this one, but that might be how they did it. Was they're like, we're gonna do this really straightforward, simple story entertainment for you. Exactly. I think you're right. That's um. You have a finger on the pulse there yeah. of probably how they they had their longevity. Yeah. Um, so the plot, as far as I can understand it, because I had to listen to it a couple of times, too, to really get that plot in my head. It's very subtle. <laughs> um, it is. What is happening? Like, you have to really, really pay attention to it. Um, and so, yeah, because um, it's very, very understated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, I feel like it took me a couple listens to realize Lucretia is a woman, a yes. female human being. Yes. And yeah, she's a woman. And then the horse, I don't remember the horse's name, but when I first listened to it, I was like, is that a tiger? Right. Like, because they tried to make it make it be like scary. And maybe it's just because of all the tiger stuff happening in our world right now that I was like, oh, that's funny that this is a tiger. Um, and then I listened. But then as you keep listening, I was like, oh, I think that was a horse. And when I listened to it again, I was like, yeah, they definitely say it was a horse. I just didn't didn't hear him say it that one time, you know? Yeah, and... But no, and Lucretia is not the animal's name. It's a woman's name. Yeah, Lucretia is the woman. And I and I went back and forth, and I realized at the end... Well, a part of it was like, shh, don't talk, Lucretia. Don't make a noise, Lucretia. Lucretia, shh, shh, shh. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Why? But now I realize why, because if you spook the horse, it could have maimed her. Yeah. Oh, maimed or killed, I should have said. I was, like, very concerned uh, once I learned it was a horse that it was going to, like, step on her face. And I was like, that is high drama. Like, uh, like this, it could step and kill, kill her in an instant. And But we already know in the title that it's going to be okay. Yeah, because the title says that Pascal saves Lucretia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good point. Um, yeah, so you're right. I, I had um, messaged you um, earlier and said... For a drama, it wasn't that dramatic, but you pointed out, well, the highest drama was dramatic. I thought so. Yeah. Um, So at least that one part was very dramatic. Right. And so there's sort of like way more parts after that part. Um, And the height of the story is the beginning. And then and then it does uh, very little. Yeah. Um, And it does not continue the drama whatsoever. Mm -mm. (laughs) Just one beat drama and then we're done. Yeah, and then it's like, don't worry too much, everybody. Everything's going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. We'll talk to the doctor. Yeah, they talk to the doctor. <laughs> they talk to the doctor, and then somebody talks to the horse again. They, like, take it to the stables. And they're like, I can't believe you almost did this, horsey. That's right. <laughs> and then they were like, lucky thing you didn't do that, because you'd be a dead horse if you started killing people. I don't know. It was, it was implied that. Oh, yeah. No, it would. I don't think so horse would have had a good long life if it had actually permanently damaged Lucretia. Correct. Unless it was like a productive horse of some kind. I think if the horse was like a good working horse and they might have valued the horse over Lucretia. Um, but I didn't, I did not get that impression that the horse was like productive, you know? Yeah. Agreed. I think it was just a horse. Yeah living a horse life right and a horse is a horse of course of course mm-hmm. um so in these in these times where we talk about the uh episode we listen to now, now we move over into a discussion of how would we modernize our own drama based upon these things that we've listened to oh maybe the horse would be a car sure yeah. All right. That I mean, that might be discussion enough because so. we could improvise the whole thing just with the idea of what if the horse was a car and then go from there. Absolutely. All right. Um, and I already forgot what it's called. Um, Rage of the Storm. What's this? After the Storm. After the Storm. All right. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'm going to just start improvising Please and then do. we'll do this. Um, without further ado... Um, Welcome to another dramatic episode of After, After the Storm. Last we saw our heroes, there was a four-car pileup, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Let's go inside one of the vehicles now. Help! Help, I'm wedged into, into my vehicle. Help me! Oh my god, you poor, poor soul. Look at you being being wedged all up in there. Oh my gosh, I can... The, the blood is streaming down your face, but I think you're okay. I can talk, but yeah, I can't see very well as the blood is in my face. Yeah, you get a big, deep cut cut on there, but I think you're going to be okay. So stop talking, because I'm worried... I'm worried that if you if you keep talking, it's gonna make the the blood gush more. But let me just 
let me just just press a hot press against against your head. We're gonna. I've got. You know what? I've got my emergency doctor glue on me. So let me just glue that shut. Okay. Now now you can talk. The the blood has ceased thanks to my doctor emergency glue. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for healing my wound, but as you can see, the car is leaking so many flammable oils oh. and, and fuel. I'm afraid it will blow up soon and I'm wedged in here still. Oh my gosh, there's so many, there's bodies and cars everywhere, just oils flying about and oh, oh no, what's that? A wire just broke off and a, fi a fire has started. Oh, oh no. my gosh. Here, grab, grab my hand. Got it. Oh! There you, there you go, little one. Oh. Oh, dra quick, drag me farther away from the fire. I'm too nervous. Ah! Oh. Okay, okay, I gotta, I think we gotta keep running for a bit, okay? We gotta keep running, right. oh! A helicopter is coming. It's gonna, it's gonna be okay. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Come with me, I don't wanna be alone, I need you. Of course, of course, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let you be alone after that, that horrific accident that you were in. And you know what, we've got enough doctors here for one doctor per person, so you know what? I'm your doctor, okay, and I'm, I'm not gonna leave you until I'm sure that you're a-okay, okay? Oh, thank you, okay. My, my, my name, I've never told you my name, it's Lance. Lance, you sweet, you sweet, you sweet last young thing, Lance. I, I'm Dr. Barbara, okay? I'm one of those first name doctors. But I still, oh, Dr. Barbara. it's still important that you call me doctor, cause gosh darn it, I've worked hard for it. You know, you can't let those years go to waste without a title. No, you can't. And, and I'm sure that you've worked many years healing people. In fact, my head is healed because of you. <laughs> it is. And I think, I do think that once, once we get, get you home, uh, that, that you are going to need to rest for a bit. Okay. The emergency, the emergency glue only lasts for so long and the, the other resting is up to you. So let's, let's get you home there, little Lance. Well, thank you, Dr. Barbara. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You know, I feel at ease at the end of this experience. Like there was high drama in my life just 15 minutes ago. And now I feel a lot better. Uh, you know what? I went into medicine to make people feel better. So I'm, I'm glad... I'm glad that you feel better, Lance. Do you live with anybody? Are you going to be okay when I take you home? Or Yes, I live with my aunt and uncle and their dog, Penelope. Oh, Penelope. She sounds like a good dog. She does, and she, and she always eats um, Purina puppy chow because it's not just for puppies. Even though she's five years old, she can still have Purina puppy chow. Wow. Thank you, Karina Puppy Chow. Her. Yes, I like 
I like that product. How about you, Dr. Barbara? I love it. You know, I don't have any dogs right now, but I used to, and I used to always feed them Purina puppy chow. And you know, it says indoor, outdoor, adult puppy. You know what, but that's, it's really chow for, for any dog, any size, any age, any lifestyle. Right, and I have tried it myself because I wanted to make sure what Penelope is eating is of high quality that a human would also eat, and it's good. That's very responsible of you. Thank you, Dr. Barbara. I don't know how to repay you. I only have credit cards. Oh, I do this for, for the love of healing and for the love of helping. So, Lance, you don't owe me anything. Ah, and we made it to your home. So great. <laughs> I love this. Thank you. Oh, and I'm just going to hobble in. And, oh, look, my parents are waving at you. Like, Your to thank you. Your uncle? No problem. Yeah. Sometimes I call my aunt and uncle my parents, but they're not really my mom and dad, I know. They're your parental guardians, though, and it's just easier to say parents. So I got it. Yeah. I have to go check on your car. I have to go make sure <gasps> your car... It's gonna be okay during all this. You know, I don't- You've gotta check on my car. I do, it could be engulfed in flames right now for all for all I know, but it's, you know what, if it's not engulfed in flames and it makes it out, we gotta make sure that it never gets into a situation like this again. You know, we gotta oh, make oh sure it's got all the right safety features so that you don't get stuck in there again. Thank you. Thank you so much. I keep thanking you and I've offered you credit cards. Um, let me offer you uh, bagels that my aunt has made from scratch. You know what? I will take a bagel. I do it for the love of healing and helping, but I never turn down a bagel with some schmear. I got it. I got it here. Mmm. Delicious, delicious bagel. Wow. I That really feeds my my nourishment and my soul. Well, good. Um, th thank you for checking on the car. Um, um, just go ahead and drop it off later if you, if you want or send someone. It doesn't have to be you. I feel like you've done a lot. I have done a lot, but I'm going to keep doing a lot. It's, it's my duty. And, um, as a doctor, um, I, I have sworn an oath and this oath is a full service oath. So let me, let me go walked back to your car and if it, and if it's working i'll just drop it right back off okay okay thank you and if it's not i'll walk right back and i'll let you know what's going on but that's just just making sure we have enough plans okay just but you stay here you rest and you you put a cold compress on, on that big old gash in your head of yours and then also maybe make sure your ribs are okay because they were quite jammed into your car and uh, maybe may clean off that blood that's been on your face this whole time. Jeez Louise, you're right. I'll, I'll do all that. <laughs> okay, we all have our duties. Let me, let me go walk to your car. All right. I sprinted here. It's much faster without, without a, a, a young adult on, on my, on my hands to take care of. And, ah. Uh, that helicopter that came, that sure, that sure did save all the cars and the people. So the car's a little banged up, but it's still driving. So let me go, let me go bring it back to little Lancey over there. Beep, beep. Hi, <gasps> oh my goodness. 
Hi. Hi. Uh, it's a little banged up, as you can see, but I, I bet you we got a good warranty to get this all nice and taken care of, and we can make sure it's got the sa safety features that it needs to never let this happen again. Right, Toyota Prius? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing we got you all taken care of and nothing too bad happened. I'll say I'm relieved. Me too. As a well, helper, this is the best. This is the best situation I could think of. Well, I can't wait to hear about your future helping stories. Oh, I've got plenty, and I've got plenty more to go. I, I am so the blood in my veins just, just just circulates just to help people. So I'm feeling rejuvenated by helping you, Lance. I thank you for this privilege, and I, I can't wait to go keep helping little young adults like yourself. Well, thank you again, and um, I'll be sure to tune in next week for another episode of After, After the Storm. I think we did it. I think we did it. Yeah. Um, thoughts? Was that I? My thought was I had a good time. Was that good? Was that okay? Yeah. Don't doubt yourself. That was a great time. Okay. Um, I like how we we kept true to the story, but modernized it. Yeah. I think yeah. We really we that was not. I would say that was a pretty clear clear retelling of it in in a modern age. So. Um, if that was our task, I feel like we accomplished it. Heck yes, I think that was our task, and we succeeded so well. Great. Love love that success. Mm-hmm. Peabody Awards for everybody. For everybody. Yes. Gosh, shout out. What was her name? Sandra? Get it, Sandra. Yeah, Sandra. Shout out to Sandra. Get it, Sandra. I'm, just, I'm so proud of her. Me too. I should look her up because, wow, that's yeah. cool. Agreed. I think we should. Um, anything um, before we part? Anything you want to instill the audience, the listenership with? Oh, so many things, I'm sure. Um, you know, you can feel free to look up this episode. Um, it, it's very, very subtle and understated drama, if that's, if that's what you're into. Um, and brief drama. Uh, just the briefest of drama, um, and so, yeah. I I hope I hope you keep uh, seeking out the drama in your life. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of Second Golden Age of Radio. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Richard. Thanks, Shannon. You're the best. You're the best. How silly. That was silly. I liked silly, it. Silly good time. <laughs>